Amen. Good morning, everybody. I'm so grateful that you're here this morning on November the 1st. Everybody doing well? Good. Uh, if, if you've been here, uh, I'm going to finish my series this morning on uh, what's inside. We've been talking about the four basic human temperaments or four basic personalities. Well, I have something amazing to show you. Now, I found a children's book called The Treasure Tree. And this is written by Gary Smalley, and it's about the personality styles, and it uses the four animal characters that we've been talking about for the last month. Then in the back of the book, there is a age-appropriate personality test for children. And this book has, uh, I mean, it had, look at the colors in this book. I mean, it's got amazing graphs, uh, graphics and, and pictures in it. And uh, I've got them at the Red Desk for $15. Listen, if you're a grandparent or you're a parent, this book would be amazing for you to buy. Listen, pull your child up in your lap. Uh, it doesn't matter how young they are up through uh, elementary school uh, and read this book with them. Then at the back, I had several people ask me, well, is there a test for children? Yes, it's right here in this book, and it's right here in the back. They're $15. We're going to pay the shipping. I ordered them online, and uh, I would love for you to get one of these. So don't leave this morning without picking up one of these. If you're a grandparent, or you're a parent, and it'll, it'll help your kids, but it'll also, it'll also help you. You know, we're all about the kids' reading age, right? You understand that? I mean, the level, right? So this book's perfect for me, okay? So I wanted you guys to be aware of it. Uh, I wanted you to know about it, and I've got them. Uh, let me give you this one. Would you mind taking that one, Greg, and then you can go ahead and put it back out there? Or you can just buy that one for your granddaughters. Man, praise God. And I've already got one for my granddaughter who's on the way, amen? She'll be here in January, and she needs to hurry the heck up. I don't know what she's doing, amen? Okay. We're going to finish this morning. I have so enjoyed this teaching. If you haven't taken the test, get on our website, tcf.church, and you can take the test to see what your temperament is. You can also get on our church Facebook page and take it. And here's what we have found out. You don't choose your temperament, you discover it. Okay? Uh, I had somebody tell me, I guess I don't have a temperament. I'm just always right. Okay, that person is a line, okay? I live with one of these every day, so I understand the person who's always right, amen? So everybody has one of these. It's not like, oh, well, I don't have a temperament. Everybody does. Let me tell you this. If you're here this morning and you're getting in on the end of this teaching, uh, get on our website, tcf.church. The last three weeks are on there. And there's also a book by Gary Smalley. He's a Christian psychologist, and he has a book out called The Two Sides of Love. And uh, you can order it, of course, on Amazon. Uh, you can get online and listen to my messages. Uh, I read an article this week about a teenage girl, and she said that when she discovered what her personality style was, she said it helped her immensely. She said, because just like most teenagers, we always wish we were like someone else. We wish we had somebody else's hair or somebody else's style. Or, uh, and she said it so helped her to understand that her personality style was God-given. It's not something that you make up or something that you choose. You don't choose it. You discover it. And it really, really helped her. Well, I want to read our two main verses this morning <clears throat> that we've looked at for the last month. Uh, Psalms 139, verse 13. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And uh, listen to what it says. It says, this is speaking in reference to God. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. <clears throat> Excuse me. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. 
You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. I was woven together in the dark of the womb. Now, let me show you two things that I've shown you in the past. The first thing I love in this verse is it says that you and I are wonderfully complex. All right, I love this teaching. I love understanding my personality style. I love understanding my wife's personality style. I think if there's any one thing that Vicki and I learned in our marriage that helped us, it was this. Because in the early days of our marriage, I kept waiting for her to be like me. She kept waiting for me to be like her. And we kind of created a stalemate. Uh, you know how we're drawn to opposites. And when you date, it's wonderful because you think it's so cute the way they are. And then you get married and you're married for a few months and you think, hey, I wish you'd stop being that way. Right? Amen. Well, here's what we found out that really helped Vicki and I. Her temperament, her personality is God-given. Mine is God-given. I have strengths and weaknesses she has strengths and weaknesses, and God put us together on purpose. Here's the thing I want to caution you with. We're complex beings, okay? We were created by an amazing God who is a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You and I are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. I warned the gentleman, and let me warn you again this morning. Let me give you a friendly warning. Men, don't be foolhardy enough to think. Now that you understand this, you understand your wife, okay? Because she's a, amen, man. Can I have an amen? All right. Come, ladies, can I have an amen? Right, ladies, y'all are so much smarter than your husbands. Please be nice to them, amen? All right, here, and it's the truth, right? Okay, and, and so I just want to warn you in that this, this isn't. Here's the other thing I want to warn you about. <clears throat> this teaching is not so you can use this on each other. That's not what this is for. But it's to help you understand each other and, and to walk together. The second thing this verse says that I love is it says that you and I are the workmanship of God and that we're marvelous, okay? Would you look at your neighbor and say, you're marvelous? Now, some of you don't look too sure, right, okay? Right. Here, here's the thing I want you to understand about this. You, now, some of you need to stop, okay? My gosh. Some of you are getting ready to make out or something. I mean, <clears throat> my heavens, okay? Do that when we get done, amen. You and I are the workmanship of God, and you're unique, and you're amazing, and you and I were created in the image of God, and I love that verse. The next verse I want to read is John eight thirty two. 32. Uh, it's a short verse, but it's a familiar verse, and it says, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, and that's what we've been doing. This morning, I'm going to conclude, and I'm going to talk about Mr. Beaver. Now, what did we find out? Well, we found out that the lion is doing, the otter is talking, and the golden retriever is peaceable and chilled out, not worried about too much. You may be strong in one of these areas, and you may be a mixture of these. Now, another key about taking the test that you need to understand is this. Uh, you're supposed to take it based on how you are at home, not how you are at work. So you can be different at work than you are at home. So take it based how you are at home. And if you want to take it based on, on work, you can. But we found out that you may have some of these. Now... If you feel like, hey, pastor, I took the test, and I don't feel like I'm strong in any one area, then the research suggests that possibly uh, you're a peacemaker, you're more of a golden retriever. But this morning, we're going to talk about the beaver. Now, think about a beaver in nature. What do they do? Well, they build dams. They build things. Here's, here's the beaver. This person is the thinker. They're serious in purpose, and they're dedicated to order. All right, this person is dedicated to order. If you have a child, how do you know if your child is a beaver? Because they always appear to be thinking. You always wonder what's going on in their head. They're thinking. Okay, they're quiet and they like to be alone. 
They follow schedules right from the beginning. If you had a baby and it seemed like the more routine there was, the better they did, they probably have beaver in them. The other thing is they respond best to a well-organized parent. So what's really crazy is when mom is an otter and the baby is a beaver. Okay, because the otter's not very well organized and the beaver is. My mother had a lot of beaver in her. Okay, I always joked, uh, you know, I grew up back in the day. And what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, uh, my dad got up and went to work. My mom stayed home. And when we would leave in the morning for school, she would put on her apron. She actually already had it on. And uh, she would stay home and clean house and iron the sheets and the pillowcases, literally, literally. I slept on iron sheets. Uh, She put our jeans in those wire things to make sure they were nice and stiff. And her house was always perfect. Her house was clean. There wasn't any dust. There wasn't any debris. If you wanted to die, come in the house with mud on your shoes, okay? If you wanted to die, sit on the couch with dirty clothes, okay? One of the worst days of our life was when my mother would get a new couch because you had to look at it for six months. You couldn't touch it. You couldn't sit on it. Now, my mother never had plastic on her furniture. Uh, She had friends that had formal living rooms. Y'all remember the formal living room? And some of you are nodding. And you couldn't go in the formal living room because it was formal. And uh, I had friends who had parents that had plastic on the furniture in the formal living room. And you just looked at it as you went by. You didn't dare go in there. All right, my mother had beaver in her. Okay, if, if mom is a beaver, she wants things orderly, she wants things tidy, and she wants things done, and she wants it in order. All right, here's the next thing. They're deep, they're thoughtful, and they're analytical. They're deep, and they're thoughtful, and they're analytical. While the otter, which is me, the otter is an extrovert, the beaver is an introvert, they're quieter. While the otter loves to talk, the beaver is quiet and thoughtful. While the otter sees life through rose-colored glasses, the beaver can be pessimistic, and they always foresee problems, okay? The beaver is serious and purposeful. They're always serious. See, where the otter's never serious, right? It's hard. I got to work at being serious. I mean, I'm always looking for the party. I'm always having fun, and I can get in trouble for not being serious. You know, I'm the guy whose brain is always about two minutes behind his mouth. You know what I mean by that? Right? I say things, and then I don't realize I did it. And it's like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I always got in trouble in school for talking. I got spankings in school for talking because I'm the otter. The beaver doesn't get in trouble for talking because they're not talking. They're more serious and purposeful. They're sensitive. Okay, the beaver gets their feelings hurt pretty easy. See, I say things and don't mean it. And I'm not saying that's an excuse, but I can say things before I think about it. Okay, uh, Vicky, who's the lion, she says things and she means it and she doesn't have time. If it hurts your feelings too bad, just come on. Okay, so I do it and don't mean to. She does it and does mean to. And then the beaver gets their feelings hurt. See, the beaver weighs every word before they say it and they wonder why I don't. Well, the reason I don't is because I'd explode, okay? So I can't think about everything I'm gonna say, but the beaver does. Here's the next thing about the beaver, okay? They prefer one-on-one, not group settings, Listen, if you're here this morning and you're a beaver, I'm proud of you for being in church. Seriously, I'm proud of you for being here because this is not typically what you enjoy. See, beavers don't like crowds. Beavers don't want to show up and have coffee and have a donut and sit down with people and talk and hang out. They don't like large crowds. They don't like getting together and doing this. See, I love this. Ashley's got uh, the otter in her, and she loves it. The more, the merrier, okay? Last night was Halloween at our house, and we had a huge black giant tub of candy, and we had over 200 trick-or-treaters at our house. I wish we'd have had 400, 
Okay, the bigger, the better. We had people at our house. We had pizza. We're eating pizza outside in the yard. We're all standing at the porch waiting for the kids to get there. We're giving out candy. We're talking to them. If you're a beaver, you hate that. The neighbor lady across the street had her door closed, her blinds down, and the light turned off. She probably has some beaver in her. I wanted the kids, when they got done at our house, to go across the street to her house and beat on the door. See, I'm excited when people are coming by. This person is not. Here's the next thing. They prefer one-on-one instead of groups. Now, the beaver does really well one-on-one. Hey, let's go have coffee and let's talk and let's visit. And they do very well in that setting, but they don't always enjoy group settings. They have long-range goals. Now, I've learned to have goals as an otter. I've learned to. Yeah, I've learned to. But most otters don't have goals. Okay, you know, Vicki and I have always clashed in that area. When we would get up in the morning, she's a lion and her feet hit the floor and she has her agenda in her mind and she knows what she's doing. You know, I'll be in the, down in the living room doing devotions and she'll go through and start laundry. Don't start laundry. I'm having devotions. I can't talk to Jesus with the washing machine running. I can hear it. You know, the Bible says he speaks in a quiet voice. I can't hear him over the washing machine. See, she's busy. She has that agenda. And see, I'm not, I'm not as much agenda motivated as she is. Okay, the beaver has long-range goals. They love goals. They love writing down goals. You know, at the beginning of the year, how we do the cards, and we write down what we'd like to see God do in our life. Beavers enjoy that and like that. Now, I've trained myself to do it, but in the beginning, I wasn't very good at it. Here's the next thing. They don't like trivia. You see, they don't want to sit down and have an hour conversation. They want you to get to the point. Tell me what needs to be done so I can do it and don't beat around the bush and tell me a big old long story. Otters love beating around the bush and talking. And so the beaver doesn't really like that that much. They want things to the point, all right? They're very strong in their intellect. If you're a beaver, you're very smart. Isn't that great? Now, how do I know if I'm a, if I'm a beaver? Let me show you how. Writers, artists, and musicians tend to have beaver in them. Writers... Artists and musicians. Here's something I read that I thought was very interesting. The more stereo equipment you have in the house, the more beaver you have in you. Isn't that interesting? So I know some of you in this room, you know, probably don't have any stereo equipment. Some of you do. So, So that means you have some beaver in you because you love music. They're talented and creative. They're talented. It takes a lot of discipline to be a musician. I mean, if you've ever played an instrument, I play, but not very well. I don't play like Greg does. I certainly don't play like Jason does. It takes time, and it takes effort to be a good musician. Beavers are typically good at that. Writing is the, if you love to journal, okay, see an otter, you'd have to chain them to the desk and put a gun to their head to get them to write because they're not that interested in writing. If you loved English and you loved writing in school, probably you have beaver in you. All right, here's the next thing. They love lists, charts, graphs, and figures. They love making lists. If you like making uh, grocery lists and you have to stick to it. See, I make a list, but I don't always stick to it. It's just kind of get me going, right? All right, you've heard that saying, you know, don't shop when you're hungry. Don't send the otter to shop either. Because I will come home with twice of every. I, if you need, see, Vicki and I, she gets one of everything. I think we need two. All right, I was sent to the store this morning to get crescent rolls. And they said, get two. Well, I got four. 
I mean, I don't want to run out, right? So when you get home, it's like, why'd you get four? Well, it just, Vicky always gets one and I get more. All right, here's the next thing. They love being organized. Being organized is a basic essential. It's a basic essential for the beaver to be organized. Now think about it this morning. The golden retriever just wants peace and they're resigned to life and they want everybody to get along and be happy. All right, the otter is always looking to have a good time and the lion is wanting to line everybody up and tell them what to do. If you have a child that's bossy, they probably have a lion in them. All right, let me tell you the next thing about the beaver. The beaver loves details. They labor over details. If you're a detail-oriented person, you have beaver in you. If you labor over details, what, what do you mean, Pastor? It matters to you how the toilet paper comes off the roll. Does it need to come over the top or over the bottom? I'm just happy there's some there. It doesn't even have to be on the roll. I don't even care. It can be in the floor, and I'm okay with it. But if you're a beaver, it even needs to be color-coordinated. The paper needs to be coordinated with the color in your house, and it matters. People fight over this. They really do. Over Does it come over the top or does it go over the bottom? That matters to you. Here's another thing that matters is how the dishes are done. I read an article about a lady who was a beaver. Uh, She was an otter, actually, and and her husband was a beaver, and they were newlyweds, and she was washing the dishes. And when she got all done, uh, he was standing there watching her, and she said, what are you doing? He said, well, I noticed that you made 42 unnecessary moves when you washed those dishes. Not good, brother, not good. That doesn't keep you married, right? It doesn't keep you married. Okay, that's the difference in the beaver. See, the beaver can be irritating because they're always seeing ways that you can improve things. They're always looking at how things are done. The toilet paper matters. The dishes matter. They're orderly and organized. Okay, when I was in Bible school many, many years ago, one of the teachers got up and said this. He said, I can look in your sock drawer and tell you whether you're going to be a success in the ministry. Well, you know what I did when I got out of class? <laughs> yeah, you know what I did, don't you? I drove straight home, dumped out my sock drawer, and organized it. Okay, what I know now is he was talking to the beavers. Okay, if your sock drawer is color-coordinated, if they have to be folded a certain way, and you have them put in a certain way, if you have your black socks in one compartment, your navy socks in another compartment, your colored socks in another department, your belts are rolled up, if your clothes are organized in your closet seasonally, or they're organized by color, or if you rotate your clothes. In other words, you have your shirts in order of how you wear them, and you know which one you wore last and which one you're wearing next, you're a beaver. Beavers really care about this stuff. See, it's important. Can you imagine? All right, think about toilet paper, dishes, and socks. Laundry is important to a beaver. If you're not a beaver, if you do your laundry and you manage to get it out of the dryer and then dump it in a pile in the living room and leave it for two days, you're not a beaver. You're not a beaver. Okay, here's the next thing. They're perfectionists, and you can tell I've already gotten to that. They're perfectionists. If a beaver paints their house, it takes them a year to do it. Because it has to be perfect. When they wash the car, it has to be perfect. When they cut the lawn, it has to be perfect. Everything has to be exactly the way they want it or they're not happy. All right, if they're not married, they're seeking the perfect mate. 
They're seeking the perfect mate. Now, there's a very large church in Dallas called Gateway Church, and uh, we have uh, young people who grew up here that are on staff there. We've had other students who are on staff there and who've moved on. It's a very large church. It's one of the largest churches in America. And there's a large group of single girls in that church. And because uh, one of Lou's sons was on staff there, uh, Lou knew some of them. And these are women in their 30s and 40s, and they've never been married. They've never had children. And uh, a lot of those women are beavers. Why, how do you know that, Pastor? Because they're looking for Jesus Jr. And Jesus Jr. doesn't exist. And if you're a beaver and you date, you will actually make a list of what you're looking for. And then you critique the person you date based on your list. Uh, I read a story about a man who dated a woman that he actually married, and she met 80% of his criteria. And the reason he went ahead and married her is because he felt like he had his whole life to fix her with the other 20%. Okay, that's, that's a beaver, okay? They make friends cautiously. Beavers don't have a lot of friends. They make friends cautiously because most of the time people don't measure up. All right, they don't measure up. All right, here's some simple things that the beaver needs to do that can help them improve. All right, did my line fall down? Here's some simple things. First off, the beaver needs to just cheer up. Cheer up. If you know people, they're always dragging their chin. You know what I mean? That they don't look on their face. Like Eeyore. You know Eeyore? He was a beaver. Okay. All right. They need to cheer up and not be gloomy. They don't need to look for trouble. Beavers can look for trouble. They need to learn to be more positive. Because they tend to see the negative in everything. They need to learn to relax their standards. Now, what did we find out? We found out that the lion needs to let other people be right once in a while. We found out that the otter needs to learn to be quiet once in a while. Quit laughing. And the golden retriever needs to be able to speak up for themselves once in a while and not let everybody run them over. All right, the beaver needs to learn to uh, relax their standards. All right, now here's the thing I want you to see in this teaching. Why have we spent a whole month on this? Because I believe it really helps you to understand your temperament. I've had so many of you talk to me about this, and I've so enjoyed visiting with you, and you've talked about what, uh, what personality you are. I'm hoping that you pick up the book for children, and it'll help you. But when you understand your personality, when you understand your mate's personality, when you understand your children and grandchildren's personality, see, I think when you get married and you understand that, it helps you so much. I know why Vicky is the way she is, and she understands why I'm the way that I am. And you know what it brings? It brings grace. Because I'm able to have grace for Vicky. I'm not mad at her. My feelings aren't hurt. I don't think there's something wrong with her. And then she is the very same way with me. We have grace for each other. All right, if you haven't taken the test, I just want to encourage you to jump online and do it. Uh, get the children's book. Uh, I bought several copies of it. It'll help you, your children. I think elementary school on up can take the test. Uh, even I had somebody say that the children's test was easier than the adults because it's short and it'll help you. Amen? All right, y'all stand up and let's pray. Father God, I want to love you. I thank you. I thank you that I love you. I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Father, I thank you for the way that you've created each one of us. And Lord, it is fun, it is humorous to look at our own personalities and our own traits. Father, would you help us to discover who we are and that it's okay. 
that the way you created us was what you designed to do and that your blessing and grace is on our life. Father, bless our families, bless our children and our grandchildren and that your hand is on our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Y'all going to be blessed. Y'all have a great day. I love you. Yes, my brother.